Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of the Unqualified Therapist, Inc. That's us. <laughs> we uh, might have a lot of new listeners now. Um, our, <laughs> our numbers and our subscribers and all of these things have really gone up. And We're we are so oh excited. My God, you have no idea. We are so excited that you are um, finding something from what we're doing. And um, the messages I have gotten this past week, I have them all screenshot, just so you know, if you sent me a message, I screenshot all of them and I have them in a folder in my phone. So when I feel like maybe I'm not doing the right thing or maybe this isn't worth anything, I look at them and I just think, geez, oh man, like we are, we're doing it. Like we're making the difference that it's lovely. We've dreamed of making for other people that we haven't had. Yep. And so, if you are new, there is a lot of wonderful content in the backlog. So, if you yep. want to check, check it, it out, out. <laughs> go for it. Jinx by me, cool. <laughs> or White Claw. I prefer White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you here, and um, that you're on this ride with us. This is this is going to be great. We this is the beginning of I think big big things for us. Yeah, and we are just happy that you are here with us. I know because it's going to be a wild ride. It is going to be everybody wild. should be in on a wild ride. It is going to be wild, and you can say you were there all from the beginning. Yeah, because you were. That's right, and we can't thank you enough. We appreciate and love you so much. Yes, and I know it's like I say this a lot, but if you could like and subscribe on um, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, uh, rate us, give us a um, rate or a review. Those sort of things really, really help, and they're free. Mm -hmm. Um, if you feel like the cause that we're doing supporting mental health is worth your, um, money as well, you can, for $5 a month, you can be a part of our Patreon page and our fan club. So those are the type of things that are going to keep this moving along mm -hmm. here. And if you are part of the, the Patreon fan club, you get extra stuff that not everybody else does. So right. it's not like you're just giving us $5 to just give us five bucks. We're going to give you a lot of stuff back. Yes. And there's different levels. So let's say you want the mug, uh, or I'm thinking car decal soon too. Mm -hmm. Um, we also were thinking like, uh, can holders for the mm -hmm. summer. <clears throat> and, One damn koozies, you know, like a koozie and stuff. <laughs> 
so sorry we're from pittsburgh and sometimes i just slip into she does pittsburgh she does. accent because it's just so fun it really is <laughs> But that really will help us to bring you more content and to reach more people. And it, you know, it just helps a lot. And the bigger our audience gets, the more we can get um, people to hear stories like this and to feel better and not alone. Yeah. And feel like that they can share their stories yes. and be comfortable enough to do that and start their own healing journey. So yeah, this is exciting. I know. I'm so excited. Also, if you want to see our ridiculous faces while we talk to you, do, do, do. you can check us out on YouTube. Yes, we you have can. one one of them YouTube channels. Do we link that in our show notes? Sure don't. I will. Okay, we will this week. <laughs> you can see us in all our glory. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's spectacular as we mm -hmm. hashtag basic bitches drink our white claw. <laughs> It's kind of our signature drink. White Claw should sponsor Although, us. I'm drinking Truly right now. I'm drinking the lemonade, the Truly lemonade. The White Claw iced tea is really good. I just had that this week. Yeah. I've had the iced teas before. They're good. I just think they should sponsor us. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put on big girl pants for that. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I live my life. That's not how I live <laughs> Oops, I mean, I, just slammed that down. <laughs> I try, I try really hard. It's like things that I have, um, like problems around like shopping. <laughs> I've pretty much stopped. Good for you. Yeah. You're going to have to tell me how you did that because I am struggling actually. Okay. So I take it back because I don't have, like, I literally just don't have it in my bank account to spend, which is also helpful, but when I put things in the cart and then they sit there and then they like send you a text and they're like, Hey, we see you've got stuff in our cart. We're going to give you 20% off if you go ahead and buy it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so Ugh. I have decided, um, along with a million other things in my life that I need to really like clean stuff out. Yeah. So along with people, places, things. Mm -hmm. I want to clean out my closet. I've said this on here before, so I still haven't done it folks. And I really want to pare down mm -hmm. and I want it to be like things I love. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. today I put on a dress to go to Lily's dance recital and I was like doing her hair and I was like, Lily, look in the mirror. And she was like, Oh boy. And it was see-through. And I was like, <gasps> what the heck? It's black. <laughs> like, you know, if you look in the right light or whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I have a new shirt from Asher Kate because mm -hmm. I, um, it's I, real cute. I did buy some Asher Kate stuff because I feel like if I'm buying that, then people can see it and they can shop on my boutique. Yes. Which you can. We'll link it. Move your thing. You can't see your shirt. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, look at that was a little cleave cleave, but you know, <laughs> but I, the, the reason I'm talking about my outfit is there's a story. Yes. There's always a story. There's always a story. Um, and I didn't tell Sarah this just because I wanted her to hear it here first. So, um, my daughter, my daughter's like my biggest critic. She loves me, but they always are. Um, so I get dressed and we see the, I'm doing her hair. We see that. I'm like, okay, I'm not wearing this dress. <laughs> so I put on these linen pants. They're wide leg. Ooh, yes. What's what I have on now? I know. Well, I just love from, linen pants. <laughs> I love wide leg pants. And this new shirt from Asher Kate, which has some lace on it. And it's also not black. It's green. Did you see that one with the green? I did. And I'm not going to lie. I noticed. I was I like, know. she's wearing color today. I know. And I like it. I like it. So I thought, 
damn, I kind of look cute, like with my with my um, sandals and stuff. And feeling was, cute, might delete later. Well, I'm not deleting. <laughs> she looks at me, and I know the look. Mm. And I'm like, "What's up?" And she was like, "She's like, oh no, it's really amazing how you can dress up sweatpants." <gasps> oh, Lily. <laughs> She was 100% serious. I was like, these aren't sweatpants. And she was like, well, all right. Well, um, maybe the shirt. And I was like, what is wrong with the shirt? It is definitely this season. It is in style. I just bought it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, totally like, I don't know, trying to justify it. Yeah. She's like, mm, yeah, that lace is a little grandma-y. Oh, I'm like, no. all right, man. So I put on a jean jacket so that I could look okay to go to her recital. <laughs> She approved. But I mean, it was so funny because she was like, you can really dress up sweatpants. These are not sweatpants. So yeah, go Lil. Uh, she's hilarious. I know. So that's what you had today. You had Lily's recital. I did. I had her mm-hmm. dance recital and it was special and I cried and it was special because two years ago, mm-hmm. um, right after Scott died, mm-hmm. we had to go to the dance recital. Yeah. And him not being there, and it was, it was just so awful. It was awful. Every I don't even remember it that much. I just remember it being awful. So to be there today with like a new crew, and like to see her in all her glory, she's gotten to be so good. Yeah, and I'm just like so impressed with her. And yeah. she also has made friends, and she's just like it's adorable. It is. Really freaking cute, and I just thought this is. I just she was definitely shining, like her Mm -hmm. light was shining, and um, it was really cool to see her in her space. Because I don't, we, I don't even know. It's really usually Mike that drops her off and picks her up, but Mm -hmm. like I have no idea what they were even doing there every Tuesday. (laughs) But (laughs) well, you found out today. I did find out today, and I was impressed. (laughs) She watching her was just so. Mm -hmm. It was like I, I felt like. I could like feel her confidence coming off of her. Like, that was it? She was yeah. so confident. Yeah. And she used to be t- at the performances before dad died. Mm-hmm. But then the last two were not yeah. that way. Yeah. And it was, you know, and Mike showed up with flowers and a card and so sweet. And all of his sweetness. Yes. So he's very supportive. Yeah. Of the bibs. So that was today for me. Mm hmm think that you have some things to share. I, do. I told Amy, I said, I have visual aids for my <laughs> my stories today. So I'm ready. I'm here for it. <laughs> okay. Well, some of it I left in the car, so I can't unfortunately talk about, well, I can talk about it, but I can't show you. Okay. Okay. So I went and saw my mom today because um, I had had this like random fever the week at, or like the week before Mother's Day. And so, you know, we didn't go on Mother's Day because I didn't want her, obviously, to get sick at all and fully vaccinated, but she's not. And yeah, who knows what this fever was? I have no clue. It was all that was wrong with me, Mm -hmm. but whatever. So we went this, um, we went today to go see her and wish her happy Mother's Day. And it was really nice. Randy made banana pancake, chocolate chip banana pancakes for us because it's like... She loves that kind of stuff. And then we gave her gifts. And then I went upstairs to my old bedroom. Ooh, what did you uncover? What did you unearth? I know. <laughs> it was so much freaking fun. I have been in there like a million times mm-hmm. since I've moved out because I moved out in 1999. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a really long time. So I've obviously looked at stuff, but there was stuff that I just like, 
I don't know. I just never found before. I didn't realize until just now. didn't see in the same way or, or see, whatever. Yes. And mm-hmm. see any value in. I'm like, yeah. I don't need that. But now I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm taking that home. <laughs> so I like opened up the TV stand in my room and there's just like a gazillion cassette tapes. And I was like, yes. So- <laughs> Wait, do we have anything to play these cassette tapes on? The radio sitting right next to you. Oh man, because that's, that's, that's a replica. Our, that so it's our summer jam. Okay, so we ready? <laughs> what I also have other ways that we can listen to it. I found five Walkman. <gasps> oh my god, I see a TikTok in our future. Oh, do I see a TikTok? <laughs> so I was so excited, and the kids were like, "What is this?" <laughs> Archaic. <laughs> like, what is this thing? Because you know they're like bricks. They're yeah. like so big. Yeah. And I'm like, you put cassette tapes in them and you can listen to them. And uh, on they, the move. they know, yes, <laughs> they know what tapes are because they've seen them before of mine because I love all things 90s. And um, actually, my daughter had taken home my CD, my dual like CD and tape cassette, like boombox thing. Yeah. She had brought it back one time before and brought a couple tapes from my room to mm-hmm. listen to. And those were just like these tapes that were in a case next to my bed. Well, tell I me, found like tell the me Holy you Grail. have the bangles. Or Tiffany. Okay, those I had on like the little tiny. Do you remember the um, what were they called? Crap, I'm gonna have to look. There it was up. something in between. No, tapes they were like and um CDs, right? Yeah, they were these little tiny tapes. Hmm. Shit, what were they called? They were and they. It was like this, like very um novelty thing. It wasn't like the new wave of music oh, listening. Okay. It was just like this novelty thing, like. Little girls everywhere would have these little tiny tapes in this little tiny cassette they're, they're player. Like a Maxwell micro cassette tape. Micro, micro yes. Micro cassette tape. Yes. Mm-hmm. The but they world. were called, like, they gave them some, like, cheesy name or something when they came out. So I had, like, Debbie Gibson on one of those, oh. like, Electric Youth. And I had... Um, Mini DV tapes. Maybe. No? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They were okay. tiny. And they were super cute, actually. But I had a bunch of stuff from... Like the eighties, I feel like more than the nineties for those. No, it's not. Yeah, okay. I found are you ready for the fucking most right. random yeah, let's hear it. list of tapes I found? Okay, I found um uh Pantera. Pantera? <laughs> what the heck? I know. I found the singing in the rain soundtrack. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is variety. I already found Enya. That came home. That came out of there that I found yeah, it. I was we, like, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh my God, it's Enya. I found Janet Jackson's If, because I like had to know every word to that song. Stone Temple Pilots oh, was I another one. I loved Stone Temple Pilots. Yes. And then I started to find CDs too. So Ooh. there was Stone Temple Pilots CD. There was Jagged Little Pill from Alanis Morissette. Mm. There was Boys to Men. Um, oh my God. I was just so excited. I'm envisioning summer. I was in my glory. Aaliyah. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I just, it was all kinds of good goodness, good jams, but totally random. Mm-hmm. So then I started digging through drawers. Oh no! And I found my stash of notes that we used to pass. Oh yes, in class. I found those before too. The way that you fold them. Oh, you yes. them. This, these are my visual aids. Oh god. <laughs> okay, okay. If you're on YouTube, you can see. I know, I know. And pictures. I also found pictures of myself, so you can see how I used to look like Stephanie Tanner from. Uh, full house like back in the day so here's one of the notes I'm not gonna like call out any like the friend who wrote it or anything 
but I'm, I am going to read some of the stuff that it says on here. Well, first of all, she drew, she drew lips and put her lipstick, like <laughs> kissed it on there. So that's my favorite. Um, she started it off with, wait, what the, f- I don't even know what that says. It was probably something that we like made up. I don't know. There were so many things we made up, like the different acronyms. I'm on the toilet right now. Oh my God. Enjoying the beautiful view of the soap scum and dripping water coming from our faucet. What? (laughs) Then in parentheses, I had to change pens. Anyway, I have the craps, AKA the Hershey score. Oh my God. This is so weird. (laughs) Neato, huh? The thermal equilibrium of heat times velocity squared divided by the mechanical advantage equals three joules and four neutrons. Newtons. See, I told you the cakes are made from your mama's toe jams. I know you love me, think I'm smart, sexy, alluring, and sophisticated, but yet pondering the thought of lust, we must keep our animal urges (laughs) to ourselves and just be friends. Don't feel crushed. Um, that's a weird note. It happens all the time. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like, oh, you know, after break, we have to get together. And then right in the middle, testes, testes, one, uno, dos, trace. My gosh. Like, Like, what year was this? We thought we were so funny. Oh, you were being funny. Yes. This was not me, though. This was one of my friends. But yes, this was the kind of shit we used to write to each other all the time. And she just write, signs off as loving you like and then scratches it out and says hating you like never before Rhonda which was not her name oh my gosh those were not the kind of notes that I oh my god we wrote ridiculous stupid notes and then these are so this is from like sixth grade now if you look at the stuff from high school it's like do you think that Jarrett likes me and I know that he has feelings for you and blah 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 I think that what's crazy about notes is that our kids will never have any idea. No. I mean, I used to spend the entire study hall c- crafting a note mm-hmm. and then folding it and passing it in the yes. hall. I have a folded one here. I just have to find it. Also, so this is really great too. I need to show everybody. Um, I was trying to do like a little uh, time capsule, but of like our fashions and trends. <laughs> I would like for you to note <laughs> this was before I won the spelling bee. Oh shit. That's real bad spelling. It's T R E N S for trends and F A S H O N S for trends and fashions. 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 So if you're wondering what the 90s were like, guys, this was part of the fashion trends. Oh man. I had I that's what I wore though, those high Yep. Um, knee, socks. knee socks with the skirt. The skirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just thought you guys would enjoy some of that on YouTube. And then I'll give you a couple pics and then we can go. This is me um, in 1989. That's me right there. We went to go see The Wizard of Oz. That's two of my friends that went with me, Jenny and Abby. And then we, you know, got a picture with the cast afterwards. This is what like a picture looks like, kids. <laughs> This is what happens afterwards. And so my, my daughter is looking and she's like, <laughs> she sees this one picture of my friend, um, Jamie, like this. 
And she's like, oh, is she just like trying to be funny? And I go, no, we couldn't see pictures before we like after we took them. I was like, we had to wait a couple weeks. Yeah. To look at the pictures and see what they look like and see that you're making a, a weird face. Like full circle just... to far more. Oh my God. I know. And out in so, one hour photo. That was so far more. You're a thousand. I years know. Old. I am a thousand. <laughs> that's cool because that's what this whole episode is about. What happens when you become a thousand years old? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we can, we can move on. I just thought that was really funny. And then I'll just show one more because this is my girl, Chrissy. Um, Wait, which one are you? So I am the navy shirt with the orange stripe. Let me see that. And then Chrissy is my friend at the top, I think. Oh my gosh, you and then Kim's of, on the other side. You can really, you can tell right there. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I did better than you holding it. Look at that. There she is. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my friend Kristen, but she has a clothing line that's fucking amazing it's called um it's called long way you need to find them on instagram and go to their site because it's it's like all made in the u.s she designs everything wow she's just a very talented woman i didn't know if you had more if she pulled out her folders from school i mean i found so this one's actually i don't want to stop you in all your glory sarah i'm good i'm good do you have one more thing you want to say Yes, she does. Well, yes, she does. so, you know, we were talking about letters we found, like you read that letter that you mm-hmm. found from yourself, that journal entry. And this is from, I had, I had an eating disorder in high school, which mm-hmm. I've talked about before. And I did have to go to the hospital for that. And they mm-hmm. put me in the psychiatric ward for it. So there were these things I, I had to write how I was feeling. And then the therapist would write back. Mm-hmm. Um, So one of the things that I wrote was, I feel like I have no one who understands how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, hello, rest of my life, though, too. (laughs) And everyone else. Right. Uh, My parents are there for me, but they never know exactly what to say or do. Yep. I just want to get better and go home. Oh. Yeah. So just like, I was like, oh, man. Doesn't your heart hurt for that, Sarah? It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here she is, though. Yeah. Here I am, and I'll do the dance. Man, she is really pushing YouTube, so you people have to go because <laughs> there's a lot that you're missing if you're not there. True. I'm okay. putting the folders away. I'm okay. putting the folders away. Okay, okay, okay. We could do the whole thing on that. Oh, my gosh. I think I still have a shoebox in my, in my basement. I don't know what I'm holding on to it for, but anyways. So this week, we are talking about living your truth and what does that fuck yeah yeah and what does that mean why do we do it why is it so fucking hard and what what steps can we take to get there so um we came up with this you know there was a lot that happened after last week um well the last two weeks i don't know when we did jagged little pill but that was a big opening for both of us, we told a mm-hmm. lot that maybe we haven't shared with people. And then last week I shared, I bared my soul with um, my story of Scott and I, well, part of it at least. And, um, I, I think that when you start to speak your truth, you, uh, there's a feeling that comes from it. Right. So there's this like freedom mm-hmm. that you almost can't go back from. Right. And, and so you feel like you have to 
keep going in that direction or it hurts in a sense. It, sense? Well, it, it, it does. It hurts. And it also, it's like, you know, you're not being authentic. And so you like catch yourself and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like this doesn't feel good anymore. Get out of here. Exactly. And it's so hard. And I, I really pride myself on living not fake. Right. Mm-hmm. But like in reality, I was, I was faking a lot of things because that's what I had to do to survive. And there was just a sense of like, I don't know, there's a sense of I'm going to suffocate and not be able to breathe. I've had so many panic attacks. I haven't told you. I've had three in the past week, three. It's been, I haven't had those since I was like 18, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've been horrible and it's because, because you're speaking no, your truth. Well, no, the panic attack comes when I push back from my truth. Ah, when I say, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can mm-hmm. get back there. I can do this. I can do this. You know, like I can, I can fit back in the box. Like I can mm. get back in, like, let me squeeze my ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I try and I try and I just, you know, because I love some of the people in that part of my life. And I, and I, and I'm not, I'm talking, this is even for people who know what's going on. I'm talking metaphorically, like I'm talking big parts of my life. Yeah. Like my entire life is shifting and I feel it. And, um, I feel it so strongly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like I can't go back and I, I want, I want everyone to feel this freedom. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's why I wanted to talk about it today because it really is this, this feeling that I can't really explain. And, Unfortunately, the reason that I have was brave enough to go there is because I lost my husband. Right. And when death comes so close, um, and maybe you can speak to this about like, even like your mortality, right? Mm-hmm. You are just like, oh my God, this is so short. Like, what the fuck am I here for? Yeah. What is it I want to do? Why, why am I here? And, and it's not until you find your purpose that you feel the freedom and living in your purpose is just a beautiful thing because, and I learned this from my girl, Amy Burleson. Once you do that, once you stand there, everything flows. Yeah. And getting there's hard, Mm -hmm. but the flow is so like beautiful just to watch everything unfold in front of you. And you're like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. How is this happening? And it just comes and it just comes. And as I'm becoming more myself, and as I told Scott's story last week, um, I, and it was the anniversary of his death on Thursday. I never felt him more than I have this past week. And it was like, I could feel him cheering me on. And it was this like, go fucking get him. Like Mm -hmm. you've got this, keep pushing, keep pushing. And I just felt his, he was so proud of me for, coming back to my roots of who I was in college, this, you know, person who couldn't get a student teaching position because (laughs) she protested and helped organize the protest (laughs) against the new standardized testings in Ohio. Oh, that's awesome. Uh But 
it took my professor, whom I love very much, to um, like beg and get a big, huge favor from her neighbor, who was a principal, to let me like student teach. Nobody wanted me. They're like, we don't want your kind. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is rural Ohio. So like, yeah. you know, no troublemakers there. But I, I, I wasn't being, I, this is the thing. I'm never trying to make trouble. I know you're not. Like, I'm never trying to do that at all. I never want anything like that. Um, and it's, and it, it, people make you feel like that's what you're doing. Like you're trying to, cause that's the same thing with me. And that's why, like, as a kid, I was like repressed back into living yeah. the false life. Yes. And they can gaslight you mm -hmm. into thinking like you're causing trouble. Like why are you trying trouble. to make trouble for everybody? Why would you go upstream? Mm -hmm. Just ride it out. Uh, when, okay, you can coast, but once you get to the end and you're like, I mean, we could die tomorrow. So yeah. I, I'm not even saying like that I'm going to get old. I don't know. But I want to, um, wherever the end is, I want to say like, yeah, like I live my purpose. And my purpose right now is to broaden uh, mental health and to stop the stigma. And I think that I talked about it in, um, somebody reminded me of that this week in his, my celebration and Scott's celebration of life, that mm -hmm. speech that I gave, which off the top of my head, um, I think I talked a lot about how that's my goal now. Yeah. Like that's what I'm going to do. You did. And here I am. Yeah. And it, you know, I feel, I feel great about it. Yeah. And it's hard to go back. And it's hard that. to stop smiling. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's like a good spot when you can't stop smiling. Yeah. So do you feel like when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, do you feel like things shifted for you? hundred percent. So I was just, I was thinking about this when we were, you know, talking that this was going to be our topic, um, <clears throat> that when my brother died, I was, you know, 10 years old, you know, I had to go back to school and I was in, it was the end of my fourth grade year and I went into fifth grade and I was very sensitive. Like I was just, I yeah. never, I didn't deal with it at all over the summer. Mm -hmm. It was a, you know, two and a half months of here you go, let's deal with this. And then you go back to school, which is a long time to be able to be given because nobody is usually given that time, yeah. you know, to, to have, but none of us knew how to deal with any of that. My parents hadn't experienced anything like that before. Obviously they yeah. lost a child and I'm the child at home. So it's like, how do you parent right. and guide this child through grief when you don't know how to guide yourself through grief in itself? Right. So I didn't, um, I didn't process it then. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's by no fault of my parents or my own or anything. You just, I'm a little bit concerned that that's exactly how Lily's going to feel. Right. I, I, yeah. And I mean, and it's but, not because I didn't try. So your parents, yes. probably, it's that, you know, it's just part of it. It is. You're it's not ready. Part of it. You're not. And it's, you know, how are you supposed to do that? Yeah. How are you supposed to parent when you're grieving yourself mm -hmm. and you can't, you know, process it yourself. So I went back to school and so I was very emotional and I cried a lot and my teacher like hated me for it. Aww. She would yell at me in the middle of the class. She would send me to the principal's office if I would start to cry. She would make me sit outside the classroom in the hallway by myself. I mean, it was so I was basically repeatedly told like, this is not okay behavior. You know, 
you're making everybody uncomfortable. It's annoying me because I have to stop my class. Wow. And you know, that kind of stuff. So it was like, okay, hugs? <clears throat> no, no, no. Cause I had a student like that and I just would hug her and I would let her sit on my lap and we would just like that. I, that would have meant everything to me. Yeah. Because... But instead I was terrified to let oh. emotion come out. So she did a lot of damage to me in yeah. terms of like repressing emotion. Bad and teachers are bad. That's yeah. bad because they, they affect so they, many people. It like, it, it really does spiral down. It does. Because like, God, how many other people did that? Ha- oh, mm-hmm. that really like upsets how many me. Other, yeah. You know, other kids are going to experience trauma. Mm-hmm. Other kids are going to just be emotional. Other kids are going to have, you know, dis- disabilities or disorders or mental illness. And, and you've got, you I don't understand to... that about teachers. Like it's always should be relationships first. Mm-hmm. Always you're molding them in a way that's bigger than the content you teach. Like I, I couldn't use that's perfect because I, I remember teachers not for what they taught me yeah. in the classroom necessarily, but what they taught me in the way they treated me and mm-hmm. the students around me. So that, you know, I have memorable, memorable ones for amazing reasons. And I have memorable ones for awful reasons. And she's one of the awful ones. And I just, it's wild how it sticks with you. Yeah. And I feel like teachers need to hear that. They do. They do. (laughs) They need to know the effect they have on kids. Yeah. And so, I mean, I doubt she's even still alive because she was older when I was, but, um, yeah. So I just learned to, to say like, okay, well I can't show this emotion. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's making my emotions make everybody else uncomfortable. Yeah. My emotions are a burden because I'm interrupting things. Mm -hmm. They're a pain in the ass. Like I need to stop showing emotion. Right. So, you know, that was kind of that journey. So I went back into the box mm-hmm. and instead of allowing myself to feel, mm-hmm. I hid back in there. So when I was diagnosed, sorry, that was a long way to get It's back okay to that. because I think it's really <laughs> important that people understand if you have young children, you're a coach, you're a, mm-hmm. you're a teacher, you're a dance, whatever you are, like you have a massive effect on their lives forever. We'll be right back a long way to get back to yeah here we are talking about um when I was diagnosed with breast cancer so I had had this stuff when I was a kid to not like show emotion and da 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 so you know all those things started to come back to me again when I was diagnosed because I'm like well I can't I can't like be all sad about this like yeah I have my kids I have my husband I have this business there where I teach you know about like self-reflection and and like being being able to handle stress through meditation and yoga and mm-hmm. you know so it was like i'm trying to teach these classes in person with people while all that i can think up here is i might be dead am in I a year die? am i going to die <laughs> yeah. am i going to die so um it was that trauma that triggered for me to start to okay. speak my truth well what happened was i lost my best friend i lost my business i lost other friends and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. I wasn't okay no. at first. I was not okay at first. Um, but I can say with total honesty and freedom that it, it's okay. It's totally okay now. I often wonder if that was the road that you and I had to take to get here. I think it or was. If, I think so too. It really blows, but... Um, yeah. 
And I know people are probably like, well, how did you, how, why would you lose your best friend? Why would you lose your business? And why would you lose these acquaintances? But I'll tell you guys, when things get hard for someone, yeah, it, it gets, and it gets uncomfortable for mm-hmm. the people around you. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. And so they do and say really fucked up and weird things sometimes. And so you can make a choice of whether you let that go and you continue to stay in an environment where you are made to feel uncomfortable, but you're making everybody else feel comfortable. Right. Or you make a choice to say something in hopes that these people will respond in a responsible way. Man, we're like parallel here. Mm -hmm. This is wild. Okay. Or you just choose to walk away. And here's the two times that people are uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable when uh, something horrible happens Mm -hmm. and you, it's you that like, let's just use me or you. Okay. And they're also, oh my God, they're so uncomfortable when you decide to stand in your truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Both of those things make them uncomfortable because here's why nobody, (laughs) I don't know about you, but for me, um, people's first question was like, why is he taking his meds? Did they do this? What about this? What about this? Because you know why they were concerned about someone in their lives Mm. having died by suicide because immediately what they think is, okay, what do I do to stop that from happening to me? Right, right, right. Like, I just, you know, I'm here for you, but like, actually, like, I just can't fucking have that happen to me. So like, I would imagine somebody would be like, well, you know, like, what do I have to do to like check my breasts and you know, those sorts of things. Um, and that's, I think one of the reasons it makes people uncomfortable. And then when you go and make big choices mm-hmm. that are against the grain, mm-hmm. it makes them feel uncomfortable because they're like, well, I'm not doing that. You know, in the back of their heads, I think they know. Yeah. But they're like, no way. And so they're just like, um, you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Probably crazy. Yep. And, you know, I'm glad that I'm not you. Yeah. And so it's interesting. You have to understand that if you decide to find this freedom, mm-hmm. you're going to lose stuff. Yeah. And you're you- going to lose a lot of stuff. You don't have to be okay with that at first because... It's, it's hard. You also don't have to do this. I'm 42. Yeah. I was probably ready to do it 20 years ago. Yeah. But you, you were, but you weren't. I wasn't. And that's why like, you know, cause I was 10 before, like, yeah. I'm not going to stand in my truth that, t- I mean, hopefully no. I feel like Lily would. She would, but she's also learned to play the game. True. She does know how to do that too. She knows her long game and yep. she knows her goals. And she said, once she's done that yeah. then she's going to stand in her truth. Right. And it's just, it's, it's hard. It's so hard, but I have to tell you, and I, I don't want to speak for Amy, but I feel like she would say the same thing. Like I've never felt so light and happy as I do. And it's, as I do. Yes. Now. I feel so happy and I feel like I don't want to die anymore. Yes. Like I feel purposeful. I feel light. I feel like I'm the people in my life. Like I know they love me Mm -hmm. with all their heart and I love them with all my heart. Like I'm not questioning relationships. I'm not Mm -hmm. questioning anything. Like I'm just fucking happy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's the good that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. That's the freedom. Um, I was going to read a quote from psychology today. A lot of- we're, we're talking a lot about 
you know, if you feel powerless or you feel like you're a victim, or if you're thinking like, why does it always happen to me? Or my life is so terrible. Or like, I just have to get like so drunk so I don't have to like deal with it. Well, that's just because you're not living in your truth. You're not standing up for yourself. You're not finding the things that you know are true and standing there. And even if people like spit on you Mm -hmm. saying like, no, this is what's right. So it, you know, like again, I said, it comes with a cost, but okay. On psychology today, it says that, um, most of us aren't used to doing what's uncomfortable for us. We live our lives, avoiding the tough decisions and doing what we've always done, even if it isn't working for us in the moment. It seems we found a shortcut, but as it turns out, the shortcut ends up being the long way. So Whoa, true. Right? Because so true. <laughs> it took I just I it took so many years. Like I said, I'm no judgment. If you're not there, you're not there. Yeah. I mean, like, it was keep, you know, like because you have to be ready for the backlash. Mm-hmm. And you have to be ready And you have to like weigh your options, right? Like what's more important right now? Right. You know, I could not have done, I could not have stood in my truth two years ago because I was like, I'm too fragile, too fragile, way too fragile. And I couldn't stand in my truth when I was taking care of Scott. Right. It was impossible. Right. And he hated it because he like missed the old me who did that. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't because I was like duct taping everything yeah, at the time. Yes, exactly. So I was just like, I can't be honest or anything. Like I need to like, I'm not saving anybody, but like my family, like I'm just like, so if you're that person, if you're in a place where like, you're like, I'm just trying to fucking survive. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I get it. This is not me saying like you need, you're, you're weak or anything like that. I get it. I've been there, mm-hmm. but know that there's freedom. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's like, I, oh, I just wish everybody could feel this. There's a great quote that says beyond free, beyond fear lies freedom. Yes. And I, I have been wanting to get that tattoo for like a couple of years oh and I just God, need to go get, get it. That matching. I would love that. I would. Oh my God. I'm so down for that. I'm down for that. Like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but I want like a bird cage that's open Yes. And I don't like birds though, so I can't do that. But it doesn't, there doesn't have to be a bird. Like it's just open. It's empty because you've left. Okay. Like, yes. You know, yes. So yes. it's just, yeah. I like it. Something like that. But yeah, okay. it's just that, that fear, it's so debilitating. And so I would have been so embarrassed to admit this while I was in it. Yeah. So I tried to be like, well, I'm not like that. But I so was. I was the victim in the drama triangle. Where there's yeah. the the um, protector, mm-hmm. or what is it? I forget the bully, now. The, the bully, protector. the protector, and the victim. Mm-hmm. I was always the victim. And I used to go into my therapy, and I would just say to my therapist, and be like, why does everything happen to me? Why does this stuff keep happening to me? Yeah. Why me? Why me? Why me? And I think it was just <laughs> so hard for me to see, like you know, that saying that is not going to fix anything. Like thinking that way is not going to fix really anything. Doesn't. Like it's happening. So let's mm-hmm. deal with it happening instead of lamenting over why it's happening. Right. So that was a hard thing for me to learn. But so I, I immediately started to try to live in my truth. So I was, I was diagnosed on, um, on my, on my daughter's. So I'll never forget the date. My daughter's fifth birthday. It was April 19th. 
And on April 20th, we had a, an event at the um, business business that, um, I was a co-partner in and, um, we had people there and so it's the next day guys. It's the next day. And I couldn't even really deal with it that first day because it was my daughter's birthday. Right. And I had her and she wasn't in kindergarten yet. She was still home with me. So I'm like trying to take her to like Chick-fil-A to like have yeah. lunch and like yeah. play on the playground thing because I couldn't do much more mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. So I got her there, um, played and took her home and we did all kinds of special stuff. So the next day it was like, that was my day where I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, this is happening. Mm-hmm. So the event that night, I'm in the back room and I cannot come out and I'm having, I had a legitimate panic attack where I passed out. Oh my God. And, um, like onto the floor, hit the floor. My husband and the husband of the woman who owned this with me had to pick me up off the floor and like put me in a chair. Um, and I was like, I can't do this tonight. You guys, I just can't, Yeah, this is, I can't be here. I cannot do this. And her response was, this is our business. You need to go out there and mingle with people. Well, fuck that. Yeah. So that was like the start of the butting heads of like, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to be vulnerable right now and tell you, I can't do this. I'm asking for you to understand that and to be okay with that. Like, let me go. And, and so what the, what the living my truth part of that would have been to say, sorry, you feel that way. I'm going home. Right. But I didn't, I got myself together. I pushed everything down. Because here's the thing, Sarah, we can do that. We can put, we can pull our shit together mm-hmm. no matter what. I did it after Scott's I Like we can do that. Yeah. But you were trying to say like, I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I feel like we're close enough that like you should be able to be okay with my inability to do this right now. Me being honest with you, it's Mm -hmm. not actually inability Mm -mm. because you're, you had total capability of doing it as did we all do because we just like pull ourselves up and blah, blah, blah. But you didn't want to live like that. No. And I wanted to go home and process this with my family. I wanted to be with my family and just, and just process it. Not even, not even that, but just be with my fucking family. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm being told that I have this aggressive tumor. Right. Like I don't want to be at a mingling business networking party right now. Yeah, like that's no. just not my thing. And that's not my thing in general, actually, but exactly. So then I was the more you, creative side. <laughs> how do you do it when you are in such crisis, you know, you fake right. it and the faking it is what kills you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kept doing it. I, I would get knocked down. I'd go back in the box mm-hmm. and then the next day I would try again mm-hmm. and I'd go back in the box. Mm-hmm. So it took a long time. And I think what had happened. And so this is how I lost. This is how I lost my best friend and I lost my business is I stopped going back into the box. You could push him back. And I kept pushing back. Good for you. And I kept standing up and saying, like, this is what I need. Yeah. This is what you, you like. You tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here for that. I need you to be here for this. And, um, you know, there was just a lot of pushback of like, well, I take you to your appointments and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. But that's like totally separate from everything else. That's like, just your friendship. That's and also Amy wanted to do that. I know. And I, like. <laughs> 
I cannot even tell you how much I wish I could just like rewind. I know. And do that again. But differently. Yeah, I know. But you know that she would tell Randy, like, don't worry about it. I'm going to take her. So like my husband didn't. Because it was a martyr bullshit thing. Was. It was for her own agenda, Mm -hmm. which we're going to get into a gaslighting discussion if we keep talking about that. I know. Yeah. But just like the whole. There is a tie. There is. There is a tie. Between gaslighting and stepping in your truth. Because Mm -hmm. what happens is you step in and somebody gaslights you so that you trying to push you back out because they're uncomfortable. Yes. And that's what happens over and over and over again. And the fear creeps back in Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, no, no. I just need to toe the line. (laughs) Um, So like, okay, I'm going to toe the line again because I had no issues. It was calm. It was peaceful. You know, that sort of thing. But um, it doesn't, it doesn't end well. No, no, it never does. There was, um, I'm going to read one more quote. Yeah. And so it says, of course, changing is hard. That's why most people don't do it. And instead, they just wait for the next thing that will bring them momentary pleasure. Maybe that's why I stopped shopping. Bingo. Yeah, that might be it. But experiencing your truth, this is my favorite line, is not only about you. It's about the world being able to experience you at your best. Ooh, right? Man, I felt that. Like through, I have chills, like... Right? Oh, say that again. Say that again. Okay, okay. (laughs) But experiencing your truth is not only about you. It's about the world being able to experience you at your best. Mm, I love that. Because people are missing out. Yeah. On you. Yeah. All of you out there. Like, Like, how boring is it to be somebody else's version of yourself? Yeah. Like, you know deep down who you are. Mm -hmm. And you know, stand strong in that because I have found that since coming out of the box, who I am is someone who can help other people. Mm -hmm. And there's something, I'm not special. I'm nothing of that nature. It's just, there's something about the way we tell stories. There's something about our experiences and there's something about, I think just the magic between us that it has been something that people can connect with. Mm -hmm. And if I was faking it still, I don't think that would be there. Mm -mm. So, you know, the world gets the best version of you. I know. I love it. I I love love it. it. I love it. Oh, well, you know, it's, I found also that like, if I start to slip back, and that happens. Oh my God. It does. It's a daily practice. It is. It's something you have to wake up. It's just like, um, and beginning a relationship, even though like everyone thinks like Mike and Randy are the perfect partners every morning, you still have to wake up and say, I choose to love them. Yeah. And I'm going to work really hard between whatever the conflict is Mm -hmm. today because there's conflict every damn day. Right. You know? And so every day Mm -hmm. you have to wake up and say, okay, I'm not going back in the box. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, the, the things that help me to continue to do that are just taking like simple steps. So Amy and I have a very bad habit of the two of us will be like, this is we're just such basic bitches. I'm just going to use white claw again. So she'll be holding like two white claws and it'll be like lime or raspberry. Which one do you want? And I'm like, I don't care. Which one do you want? Yeah. And you're like, I don't care. Just take, I don't know. Just take one. I don't know. Which one do you want? I don't want to take the one that you want. So instead of just being like, I like lime. I'll take the lime. Now I know. Like, no, I'm just like, <laughs> I've been trying to like figure this out for yeah. years. 
I actually truly do like any of them. I'm not okay. really like, I just, you know, sometimes I just want you to get the one you want. I know. And that's the thing. But it's like, dude, just say what you want. Like, why not? Yeah. And or like if, like if you were holding a truly and a white claw in front of me, I'd be like, mm, I'll take the white claw. I'll take claw. the white claw. Right. And, and so like, or just say like, you know what? Um, I grabbed two of these. I really like the, the lemonade. Like, can I give you, do you want yeah. this one? Like just, and if you don't be like, nah, I'd per- do you have anything else? Like exactly. just say what you fucking want. Like exactly. It's not, it is not a big deal. Nobody's going to be like, well, and oh. if they do, that's when they exit stage left of your life. Yeah. Cause that's ridiculous. You know, it's just, you don't have time for that. <laughs> no, but just like little things, like just make the decision for yourself. Don't make it for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have other tips? For us. <laughs> um, I know, right? How do we do uh, this, Sarah? It's well that that helps me. It's like just taking those little steps. But um speaking up about my feelings is another way mm-hmm. that I do it because of examples of people saying something about my weight. Okay. Um, either directly to me or I hear it or yeah. whatever. I have I have walked away and put my head down and cried. Mm-hmm. Which is the, I'm going to, you know, put mm-hmm. myself back in the box yeah. or, um, I like to wear crop tops. Mm-hmm. I'm not as you should like what, you know, mm-hmm. I know that I, um, am not what some so, people mm-hmm. think that someone should, who's wearing a crop top should crop top should look like. Yeah. Um, but that's bullshit. They make them in my size for a reason. <laughs> yes. I'm not buying an extra small. I am buying a 2XL yeah. crop top and yeah. you can fuck off. And Hard. so, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like it's that kind of stuff instead of being like, oh my God, somebody said something. I'm never wearing a crop top yeah. again and like just throwing it away and being like, that's just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like little stuff like that, you know, and I've, um, what was I listening to? I don't know if maybe it was Dax Shepard, I think, was talking about like somebody he knew worked in retail and that um like they would bring stuff to customers in in the changing room and the customer would say something like, oh, well, blue isn't or you're wearing that green top. Like green is not my color. And then she would say, what color shirt am I wearing? And they would never be able to answer her. Oh, wow. She's like, no one's looking at it. If you like it and it makes you feel good, hmm. fucking wear it. Like, wow. You know, like yeah. no one's paying attention. Nobody gives a shit. When you get ready in the morning, do you think everybody, like when you're walking past, like, yeah, that people are looking you up and down. And if they are, they have nothing better to do. So these are some of the things I've learned. One, nobody really gives a shit what you no. look like. And two, when people have issues with you, 99.9% is a reflection of themselves. themselves yeah. Mm-hmm. And whatever they're scared of and whatever's going on in their lives and whatever's wrong with them. And that is a hard one. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. I have to like remind myself. Yeah. Amy, like they, it, you know, it's, it probably has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Because here's the other problem. <laughs> people don't like you sometimes when yeah. you are this person. And Mike said to me today at brunch, he said, uh, you know, I kind of had, and all of us, all four of us have like these weird visions and we mm-hmm. can like see things. And it's, I know it sounds a little woo woo, but I feel <laughs> she just did a dance <laughs> for you. Um, like we can see kind of, you know, we get glimpses of the future anyways. And we he get said, feelings. It's like, he's got feelings and intuition. Yeah. 
And he said, I can, I can already see myself having a conversation with you. You know, you're crying because you're upset because there's some really like negative, mean comments online about you because you made it big and people like, so there's more people to see this and more people to have opinions. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, you are not going like, not everyone's going to like you. Right. And once you start to live in your truth, you have to be prepared for people to not like you. Mm-hmm. And that's on them. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you. And that's on them. Something's messed up in their own world. Right. And this is something that always kind of sticks in my head. Somebody told me once, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody told me once, because I used to be so paranoid that everybody was always talking about me. I don't know why. Me too. I don't know if maybe it's like an adolescent thing, because it was when I was in like middle school and high school. I mean, it's been my whole life though. I was, I don't don't anymore. I know you don't. (laughs) What the fuck? Ever. But um, yeah, I just, I was always so paranoid and somebody told me like, don't be so arrogant to think that you are so special yes. that everyone is always talking about you. That's and I was point. like, damn, that's okay. a really good point. That's another way to look at it. For yeah. Sure. So something like, so that like kind of, maybe that's why I, as an adult, like mm-hmm. don't care as much if people are talking about me, like it just doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, oh man, I don't, it does, it, but what doesn't, what does bother me is when people only hear like one side of a story or something, then I like sit in that and I'm like, but they don't know what really happened. And that is really hard. <laughs> and there's like always those things that come up on Instagram saying like, be okay with not like with, yep. you know, not them, not knowing, knowing the whole the, story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not, I know not at all, but I I'm also, slowly I'm getting there. I really am. But at the same time, you've been able to share your side. I have. I have. And things do happen eventually, like, you know, that you do get to share your side. Yeah. And once people hear that side, they're like, oh, shit, that's not Mm -hmm. what I thought happened or, you know, that's messed up. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the purpose of this was just because, you know, if you can, and again, I don't know where everyone is and I know there's different places and I get that without loss or trauma or illness, if you can somehow say to yourself, like, I'm going to stand here Mm -hmm. and live in my truth. And maybe you don't know what your truth is. So then at that point you need to really like think like, when am I happiest? Mm -hmm. When do I feel calm? When do I feel at ease? When do I feel like, when do I feel conflict? is another one. Oh, for the, mm-hmm. because like that was when I started to start to speak up because it was like, um, either things with weight or, um, mm-hmm. black lives matter. That's, That's been a, big a huge one. one. And I've lost friends. I've lost a lot over that. And yeah. I will stand in that until the day I die. I know. And it's, you know, and it, I feel <laughs> great about it. People are like, just keep scrolling. Why do you have to say something? Nope. And I'm like, Every, I can't, I can't because, because <laughs> as a white woman, we have a voice that a black woman does not have. Right. And so therefore the very least I can do is say something. Mm-hmm. You were saying conflict. Sorry. No, I'm that. just so like when you feel that <laughs> conflict, notice what's going on. Like mm-hmm. if you're feeling not right in a space, why are you not feeling right in that space? Why are you not feeling right in that conversation? Is it because you disagree with what they're saying or what they're saying makes you feel like icky? Yeah. Or is what they're saying making you feel uncomfortable? And are you not letting that person be authentic? So it's, you got to like really think about like what's happening right now in this conversation. Yeah. So that's, that was a huge one was the, the like human rights 
was like a big injustice. Mm -hmm. Injustice. I mean, again, it's how I, it's my roots Mm -hmm. and caring for someone with mental illness got me away from that with my duct tape. <laughs> but you had a lot, a little other things you had to call those on. the duct tape years, the duct tape years. Um, oh. Meanwhile, real quick story. Yeah, please. A little tiny story. So, um, my husband, Scott was known for his duct tape wallet. <laughs> he, this is pre like TikTok, pre YouTube. Like this is like way back when he figured out a way to just use duct tape to create a wallet. Yeah. And then he like sharpied it up and then it would come off and then he would sharpie it up again. But like, I mean, it was, he would pull it out and I swear every single person had something to say about it. It was like his like talking point for so long. I completely forgot about the duct tape wallet. I feel like it was him nudging me to say that. Like, yeah. Cause I don't know why I kept saying duct tape, but he loved his duct tape wallet. And then when it fell apart, he would make a new one. <laughs> That's I mean, amazing. I mean, it had compartments. Damn. And it, that's legit. It was legit. And people were like, where did you get that? He's like, I made it. I made it <laughs> with duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And then one time, um, he had Avery at the park and, uh, he busted he, cause Avery's wild and he probably didn't have his shoes on and Scott's like, whatever. Cause that's anyways. So he busted open his toe and he called me or he texted me and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'll come get you guys. He's like, nah, he's like, I got it. He had put like, um, he had done like anything that was in the car. He did like a baby wipe and this, that, and the other, and then like just duct taped. He's <laughs> like, I MacGyvered the shit out of that. Oh it's fine. God. He's playing. We're fine. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to be like, he took the, he took the spot for his PNC card and took the tape off and then wrapped his toe in yeah no no he uh he used the baby wipe to clean it and then duct taped it oh my god i mean it's funny because i don't know why that was such a i don't that was really off topic but little, little tiny little yeah. tiny scott in story Aww. because that is so him yeah um but anyway so i was duct taping my life yes therefore i wasn't able to stand there so i guess i just don't want anyone to feel like we're being judgy i am no. not i am not judging you for the way you're living your life no we are not speaking like that all we're saying is that uh, you know just be aware um maybe you can figure out what it is that is your truth and and it takes years <laughs> it's not like tomorrow you're going to like do something mm-hmm. it you know it takes a long time because you got to find it first what is it and then what are the steps? And, you know, you, you don't want to do like, you know, I, you can do whatever you want, but I'm saying like, I'm just, I don't want people to be like, Oh, they're being, you know, so mm-hmm. judgy that I have to like live my life in this manner. No, not at all. I'm just saying, be open to the idea that there might be something more, right? That you don't have to live every day miserable, right? You really don't, guys. You really, really don't. And you may not think that you're miserable because I didn't think I was miserable for a long time until I started like speaking speaking up when I felt like I needed to speak up instead of just keeping my head down. Yeah. And then when I would speak up and I was like, that didn't turn out well, but I feel so much better. So much better. And and I I say... If I can live in my integrity mm-hmm. and I can be honest yes, and I can speak my truth, then I've done exactly what I needed to do. Right. And however the cards fall after that, that's how they fall. Yeah. 
integrity is so important to me. You know, like I really it should be. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, when you're playing the game, like there's a lot of things you true. You, yeah. You really like you fuck people over. Yeah. You, Damn, I didn't even think about you that. You lie about things that you actually do believe in. Mm-hmm. You gossip the fuck out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So integrity uh, is something that comes with the standing in the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've been really trying to be aware of my gossip and like stopping it. Like, yeah. is there a reason for this? No. So right, they right. don't need like, like they, I found out a piece of information or I knew a piece of information and I was just, I was like, why would I share that? Like that person doesn't need to know right. that like they had an affair back in right. the day or whatever. Like yeah. that's not my business to tell. Right. And it doesn't help anybody right now. It's just right. me being like, nah, 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 I have information uh-huh, uh-huh. and like, I don't fucking care anymore. Like I'm not that person. Yeah. Yeah. So I just have to, so I, I was talking to somebody I'm very close to today and um, she was telling me about another person that we're very close to and that they had um, made the decision that they were not going to be be vaccinated and they feel Mm -hmm. very strongly about this Um, and you know like it's everybody has their own choice and Mm -hmm. no one should judge anyone else for what decision they make so um, this person um, is a musician and had lost a gig because of it oh wow now if the if the the gig that they were going to play had said, listen, like, we're just not comfortable. You know, we want, we only want to work with, you know, vaccinated musicians sure. at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you can understand, yeah. you know, whatever. If they had said something like that, I think that they would have been able to deal with it. But instead they came at them and said, you need to become more educated and responsible. And so that person was heartbroken at that Mm -hmm. and because in their decision they Mm -hmm. have educated themselves yes and they they are living their truth yeah they're living the what what they believe and i think that that's that like do that then yeah do that and don't let these people who are going to shame you for living in their truth cause you to stop doing it god that could have gone such a different way and this person is like I mean, if they had said it, if they had said it differently, yeah, that person absolutely. probably would have gone and got vaccinated to play the gig. I mean, I don't, well, I don't think so. Cause they, <laughs> yeah. Cause this person is very like very strong willed and, and so then and maybe been, it just wouldn't have been a bad taste in their mouth. But exactly. It, I think I know exactly. Actually, I know that this person would have, um, would have said like, I get it, man. Yeah. Like that's cool. That's fine. I will continue to look for gigs that I am able Mm -hmm. to play and been fine with it because this person's like one of the most understanding people I've ever known in my life. Um, so, and kind, um, and just a genuine person as well. So I just was like, Oh, that breaks my heart, you know? And while I don't agree, it doesn't matter because I, I can totally empathize with that. Right. And I'm proud of them for standing up for what they believe in. Yes. Yes. Even though I don't agree with it, but I was just going to say, can you tell I want to say something? I know my face. <laughs> my, yes. Um, but uh, it's, but that's okay. That it wasn't about, it wasn't the vaccines one thing, Yeah. but, um, human rights and human like worth is like, I have mm-hmm. a, I, I don't, I, I, I have a hard time and it's harder for me yeah. to respect people's opinions when it goes against valuing human life yes. and, in, and, you know, 
ignoring injustice or closing their eyes to it or whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. So yeah, they're just different. I will respect whoever doesn't want to get vaccinated too. That's totally sure. fine with me because that doesn't really, like, it's fine. I vaccinated so that I can be, you know, for me, then for I'm protected. your choices and reasons. That was and, my right. Tr- right. Mm-hmm. It's not affecting anybody else. Right. So, you know, but that, that's a hard one for me to like, to, to not say something, um, you know, like not argumentative, but just like, no. Right. Well, okay. So this isn't political. This is human human rights. rights. And that's okay to say though, you know, I don't think that that's saying anything that's aggressive. I think it's just saying, you know, we both read Braving the Wilderness by Mm -hmm. Brene Brown and she, her biggest piece of advice and what has, I've done this and it really works. And then there are times I don't do it because I forget and I get real heated and I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna, oh, you know, say what I'm thinking. And then, um, but she says in that book, it's like, you need to just ask questions. Try to understand Ooh, where that like person that. is coming from. She's like, because even if it's something mm-hmm. like that, like human rights, they've been raised or yes. they've experienced some situation. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Exactly. Tell me more why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like what makes you say that? What makes you feel that way? So when when you do that, the conversation changes and it, and it's more of a conversation because then people aren't on the defense right? and they're not feeling like they have to attack back. Right. Um, but I will say like, I've, I've got some fiery, you know, spiciness in me. And so the Irish will come out and I'm just like, what the fuck are you trying to say? (laughs) I know. Like come out and I'm like, I know. But, um, yeah, I, it made me want to look up a a Brene Brown quote because, because I love her. You love her. (laughs) We're still hoping that she sees our article. Her and Glennon. Huge girl crush on her. (laughs) Uh, you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Mm. I know. Right. And that's really, that's really what it is. And then the other one is the arena quote. I can't find Mm. it, but, um, you know, if you're not in the arena, don't, don't fucking like come to me. Don't even talk to me. Like you're not here. You didn't get in. You're not doing it. Mm -hmm. So don't let those people make you feel bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just Oh, there's so truth, many. Guys. There's so many. We oh, have, she's, she's we have to really, I have to really say that, that if this is anything about this was interesting to you, Brene Brown is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, vulnerability is her thing. Vulner- she talks about vulnerability and, and shame. Yes. And that's what she does. And her, her, she was a researcher in the beginning and still is. Um, and, and it's all about standing in your truth. Let go of, she says, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Mm-hmm. So, um, we just, you know, I'm just so happy and I just want other people to be so happy. I know me too. And that, that quote that you were talking about the arena, that's from Daring Greatly because it's the end of a uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where, where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat, blood. I feel that strongly. Oh, I feel that in my bones. Yeah. Who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. Damn. 
but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause or herself, Mm -hmm. who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at worst, if he fails or she, at least, sorry, I have to, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew, oh God, who neither know victory or, nor defeat. Okay. So I'm going to read that again. So at worst you fail and at least you fail while daring greatly so that his or her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. Whoa. Yep. So braving the wilderness and dare to lead, I, I, I highly suggest them. Gifts of imperfection statement. And yeah. Gifts of imperfection. <laughs> she's, she's, she's incredible. She's incredible. That quotes from Teddy Roosevelt. Um, yeah. but her quote based off of that quote is if you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. Yes. I want that on a t-shirt. I know. I think we can make that happen. I know we can. <laughs> As I look at the cricket. Uh, so folks, we love you so much mm-hmm. and, you know, stand strong in what it is that you feel is your purpose. Mm-hmm. We all have a purpose. And by living in our purpose, we make the world, I think, what it's supposed to be. Agreed. So we love you. And I guess we will see you next week. Get in that arena, guys. Yeah. Get in the arena. Even if it's just a toe, put it in. Yeah. Dip, dip. (laughs) Have a good week. Love you guys.